Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. When Ali would go to prayer, people would notice that he would blanch. Color would leave his face and sometimes he would tremble as if he were in fear. And he was asked why uh, this happened to him. And he said, every time I go to prayer, I go to have conversation with Allah. And this is the most awesome experience that we can have and it is of such great magnitude and it puts me in such awe that I tremble and I turn white. The point is that we have to understand that everywhere we go, Allah sees us. And there are many little stories that point this out. But when we go to prayer, the experience is supposed to be more than just cognizance of the fact that Allah is everywhere. It goes to another level, the level of direct conversation with our Rob, our Lord. The formal prayer is a constant repetition of that which happened to the Prophet wasalam, on Mihraj. And when we do the formal prayer, we are essentially taking the mihraj on as if we were participating in it. Understanding this should put us in a state of awe and in a state of recognition that we are approaching Allah, that we are approaching the truth of reality, that we are approaching that which is real. And it is our chance to become real because we enter into that sacred space. And entering into that sacred space has to become something that we yearn for, that we yearn to do, and that becomes a priority in our existence where it's more important than 
the things we do in the secular space. So we have to realize that our existence is secular or worldly and sacred or holy and that we fluctuate between these two spaces. Now, the holiness always exists, and the world always exists. The question is, where are we, and how often are we capable of staying in the holy space? Now, this kind of a attitude towards our existence changes the nature of our existence. Prayer is no longer a ritualistic performance. Prayer is an alteration of our state. So we come into prayer recognizing that we are now before Huck. We are now before reality. And in our contemplation, we attempt to resonate to the fact that we are now encountering that which is holy. And we are relieving ourselves of all of that which we carry, which is not holy. This has to become a compulsion for us. This has to become something so powerful inside of us that we are driven in a very profound way towards it. Prayer no longer becomes an automatic repetition of words and movements. Prayer becomes a conjoining, an entering, a surrendering to that which is real. And it should happen every time we make the effort to pray. Whether it's formal prayer, whether it's zikr, or whether it's our own meditation, which is really conversation with Allah. And this conversation with Allah, as we um, get involved in it more and more and more, our nature changes. Why? Because when you confront that which is hak, that which is reality, and you surrender to it, even momentarily, the portion of you that is non-surrendered, the portion of you that is worldly, becomes less, its influence 
becomes less upon you. The reality of closeness to Allah makes closeness to the world seem less and less and less important. So, in our own deepest self, our hypocrisy lessens and our sincerity grows. And this is the mechanism that takes us on the true path. The growth and the establishment deep inside our deepest parts of a profound sincerity of surrender towards that which is reality and a profound surrender of our connections to the world. There's a new disease in the world called obsessive compulsive disorder, which essentially means uh, that people have to brush their teeth for an hour and can't stop, or they won't step on a on a line on the sidewalk, or they'll go back and forth into the house ten times before they leave to make sure they turn the stove off, or anything that is unreasonable that you do over and over and over. Now, society is full of obsessive compulsive disorder, but they don't treat it that way. For instance, the compulsion to work 80 hours a week to make more money is not considered obsessive compulsive disorder. The the compulsion to gain worldly artifacts is not considered obsessive compulsive disorder. The drive that that makes people want to be famous or want to be rich is not considered obsessive compulsive disorder. The only things that are considered obsessive compulsive are the things that stop you from working hard to become rich or the things that draw you away from success in the world that make it hard for you to have success in the world. So the the world that treats this disease just tries to get you normative within the structure of our society and the the margins of what our society considers normal. But our society would not consider an obsessive compulsion to be near God to be within the normative range of our society. And in some places, not all, but in some places, they might consider us a little wacko if that was what we were trying to accomplish. Well, we need to be able to ignore the pressures of the society around us 
to fit in to the society's definition of what normal is. And we need to take examples like the Prophet wasalam, the Prophet's companions, and Ali as what is normal. And if we can shift the examples for what we want to be like to what prophets were like, then we began we begin to make a shift in our connection to reality and we make a shift in our obeisance to the world and we change that obeisance. We change uh, our surrender to the Godhead, to Allah, to reality as opposed to the world. And this has to bring about a change in us. When that intention is set strong and hard, when that intention becomes the action of our life and we feel the reality of it in our gut and when that yearning towards that understanding becomes the most important and powerful thing in our existence, a change has got to come. A change will come. And that's how the change comes. The first question is, are you looking for change? Or are you looking to stay where you are? Or are you looking to swallow more of the world? There has to be a real understanding of these things within ourselves. I know people on this path who will admit readily that they're arrogant and they're still seeking fame. And I wonder what they're doing claiming to be on the path. Um, They should at least know that the fact that you claim these things increases their power over you. And the very least you could do is try to steer away from identifying with these things. Now, in the world and in people that I interact with, I've seen that people identify themselves um, in strange ways. Some identify themselves as their profession. Uh, Some identify themselves uh, with their titles. Some identify themselves uh, with their wealth. Uh, You begin to talk to them and the first thing they tell you is how much they're worth. Um, I couldn't, after a short while, I couldn't stand going to uh, lawyer conventions because (laughs) all the lawyers talked about was the, their fabulous case that they just won, and they identified with those things as the most important things in the world. I very seldom, before I was involved with Bawa, ran into people who would say things to me like, I finally felt close to God today. I finally felt relieved of the issues that I have in the world today. 
I had a space of time where I was free to worship. I had a space of time where I was left alone by the magnetisms and the hypnotisms, old words, compulsions <laughs> of the world. Um, we have to understand these things in a clear way. And we have to understand what sincerity means. No one knows better what goes on inside of ourselves than us. And sincerity is not about talking about it. It's about doing it. And we know if we're talkers or doers. And we have to become less talkers and more doers. We have to actively embrace prayer. We have to actively embrace and attempt to somehow have conversation with our Lord. There were many ancient mystics whose prescription for advancement was simply sit in a small place and talk to God. Tell Him everything. Reveal everything. Ask for His closeness. And in that interaction, reality will come into that space. And I think this prescription is still valid, just as it has always been valid. It's like if you go to a doctor and they give you a script, this is the script for the script for entering into spiritual existence. Believe that God is right before you. Believe that you can talk to him and then do it and release all your burdens to him because he wants you to be close to him just as he wants to be close to you. So create that pathway. Create that synergy. Create that communication so that you can enter into the holy space of Hak, the holy space of reality. This is the true function of our being. We are creations of Allah whose purpose in existence is to know our Creator and become at one with that Creator. We are His mystery and He is our mystery. We need to solve this mystery through a direct connection. And this direct connection happens by way of His grace and our effort. And we have to make that effort. And we have to remake that effort. And we have to make that effort until we no longer need faith because it has become the reality of our existence. When you know something, 
you no longer need faith in it because your faith now doesn't have to carry you. But as long as we're not there, our faith does have to carry us and our faith does have to be strong. So we have to gird ourselves for this effort. We have to gird ourselves to be ready to go into the isolation of I and thou to where the I disappears and the thou becomes our reality. We have to do this on a regular, intensive basis. Um, Some of the people call this spaced repetition. And they say through spaced repetition, we become strong in certain ways. So we have to do it over and over and over and over until it becomes a compulsive reaction. There are many, many compulsions in the world, but only one has a cure, and that's the cure to know God. So may we become those who are pushed in that direction, who are pulled in that direction. We do the pushing, he does the pulling, but we're part of the equation and we have to do our part. We have to do the part that pushes ourselves towards him and we have to believe in the reality of his presence. The presence is here now. It's strong now. We need to maintain it now and forever. And when we drift from the presence, we have to pull ourselves back into the presence. May Allah extend that presence to us always. May he make it easy for us to contact it. May he make us yearn for that reality. May he make us his. Amin, amin, ya rabbil alamin. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.